There's something new on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshita, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Partially Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you information that we hope will help you to cope while living with low vision. Tips to help you to travel independently on business trips. One of the more stressful tasks for many employees with low vision is to make business trips independently. It could often be very frightening and very difficult to travel independently on a plane or to get from the airport to the hotel in an unfamiliar city. Well, there's many things that I have basically learned that can make this task much, much easier. The first thing is that when making reservations for your airline ticket, it's often easier to actually call a travel agent. I have found that in many situations, surprisingly, the travel agent was able to get me a better deal as compared to what I could find on the Internet. Now, once you actually have spoken to your travel agent or if you decide to use the Internet to purchase your tickets, it's very important to go ahead and let them know that you do have a vision impairment. When you do notify them that you do have a vision impairment, they actually have many, many different types of services and staff that could really support you. If you happen to do this online, there's usually a checkbox where you could actually check that box, let them know that you do need special assistance, and you could type what are those special services that you might need. Now, in order to get to your destination, for example, from your home to the airport, there's a lot of different options. What I have actually found is that taxis are not really always the most affordable way to go. I have found that the super shuttles, where you actually travel in the van, it could be more affordable, but many times I have actually missed my flight just because of the fact that they picked up so many people that I missed my flight. In Los Angeles, there's so much traffic that sometimes you might actually find that it takes you hours to get from your home to the airport. So... One of the things that I have found, I've actually found that a limousine service has actually been the most affordable service for me. It's actually cheaper than the taxi cab, and I actually can get there on time, which makes it very, very helpful. So I found limousine services that will take me for about 30 miles away from the airport for about $50, which is really much, much cheaper than a taxi. When the limousine or your taxi or your shuttle drops you off at your terminal, Ask them to drop you off at the SkyCap booth. These are usually booths that are at the departure areas right in front of the different terminals. And when you get off, the SkyCap is usually there to really be very, very helpful. If you show them your boarding pass, and again, I strongly recommend that you print out your boarding pass the day before from your computer or have your travel agent mail that to you, it really saves you a lot of time because you don't have to wait in those lines at the airport. If you show that to the SkyCap and let them know that you do need assistance, they usually will then summons an attendant to help you. And this attendant will then take your luggage with you. They will check it in for you. They then take you to the security section. And what I have found has been very, very helpful because I haven't had to wait in the lines to be scanned and to have all of my baggage checked. From there, they will actually then take you to your gate. Now, if you're one who doesn't want to use an assistant to help you like that, and you do have some vision, one of the most helpful low vision aids is to use a monocular telescope. These are very small devices that will allow you to read the television monitors so you could see 
from which gate your airplane is going to depart from. Also, these monocular telescopes could allow you to see the signs in the airport, so you could locate a bathroom by looking for the circle or the triangle on the doors. You could read the signs where it basically will tell you which gate is located in a certain area of the airport. And also, when you get to your destination, it could also help you to see the signs to direct you towards the ground transportation to get a taxi or towards your baggage areas. Now, for people who do use the assistance, they will allow you to go directly to the gate initially. So in other words, a person with low vision or a person who is blind does get priority for boarding. So this makes it very helpful so that you don't have to wait in line and usually the flight attendants will take you right up and board you onto the airplane and they'll actually help you to find your seat. Now when reserving the seats on the airplane, I have personally found it to be a lot easier for me to take a window seat. When I take an aisle seat, a lot of times people might want to stand up and try to go to the restroom, and it's just a little bit more of an inconvenience to have to get out of your chair to let them by. Also, I'm also a bit, you know, I guess you might say a bit paranoid, but I'm also a little bit concerned about the fact that some of the luggage that might be in the cabins above your head is actually going to be at risk of hitting you in the event that there's a lot of turbulence or if there's a very, very strong landing. Just recently, there was an airplane report where the tires on the airplane popped on a very strong landing, and all of the luggage from the top came down and struck many people in the head. And these, even these very, very slight types of falls of luggage onto your head, it could actually cause traumatic head injury. So you really want to be very careful of that. Now, one of the things that I've also done is basically the kind of sacrifice. Before I fly, I try not to eat too much food or drink too much because I really don't want to have to try to traverse my way back to the restrooms. But in the event that I do need to, a lot of times what I will do is I will then, again, ring for the flight attendant, and they will then go ahead and help to escort you to the restroom. So that's something that's very easy. Other times what I've actually learned to do is just to basically count the seats as I'm walking backwards towards the restroom, and it's something I could do independently. Now once the plane lands and you're at that destination, what's great is that the flight attendants will actually take you out down the hallway, and there's actually going to be an attendant there waiting for you. Now these folks are extremely helpful because they then escort you to the baggage area, and this is something I found to be very, very helpful is that what I have done is that I've always had that classic black luggage and when these baggages they come rolling down the the roller a lot of times you can't find which is yours so what I've actually done is I've cut a circle from a piece of cardboard and it's about 12 inches in diameter and what I then use is I use a special type of fabric paint and I painted a big white circle on my luggage and this is a way that helps me to find it easier when I'm with some of these attendants. I could just tell them, oh, look for the black baggage that has a white circle right in the center. And this is something that can be very helpful for people who are also partially sighted. In other cases, if you don't already have luggage, I think it's probably better to try to search for a luggage that's actually very bright in color or something very different. So it makes it much, much easier to find your luggage. Another option is that you could actually make a tag. A lot of times the luggage comes with a very small tag that has your name on it, but you could go ahead and make your own. 
just go ahead and use a page protector and actually use a eight and a half by eleven piece of paper folded in half and this way you could actually have a very very large name tag and again you might use it with some very very bright different types of colors as well so these attendants will then usually take you then to the ground transportation where they will then contact the, a cab for you or again i usually try to arrange for these different types of limo services because these folks are really just extremely very helpful. They have great service. They then take you to the hotel. They escort you into the hotel or the bellhop will take you in, take you up to your room. Now, when you make your reservations for these hotels, it's also helpful to let them know that you do have a vision impairment and you could actually organize and dictate which room that you want. Many times it'll be a room that's going to be much, much closer to the elevator, and you could try to find one that's going to be easier to organize yourself and orient and find it. I recommend that you try not to get the room that is immediately next door to the elevator, because a lot of times in some hotels you could hear the elevator going up and down. So it's often helpful to get one that's not too far from the elevator, but close enough that it makes it much easier for you to find it. Also, in some hotels, they might have many, many different sets of elevators, so you want to try to get one that's going to be closest to the elevator that's easiest for you to identify and locate. So these are some of the things that are extremely very, very helpful in terms of making these types of trips independently. By using these trips and ticks, tips and tricks, I think that you'll have no problems with being able to make these business trips independently. So I hope this information was helpful to you, and I hope that you tune in next time for more Coping with Low Vision. For Ayers LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshta. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited.